Hi, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Therapy. I'm your host, Rosemary Burns. I feel like I haven't been here in a while because last week I was on vacation, kind of staycation, didn't really go and travel, just did stuff around the state, which was still really, really good. But um, we were kind of ahead on recording episodes or something like that. And so I feel like I haven't come in and actually recorded in maybe a good two weeks. So it's fun to be back, back in, you know, the microphone and the headset and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, So let's see, there's been a lot that has gone on actually in the time that it seems that I haven't been here. I want to thank everybody who's been listening. There's been, um, I was told that there's been a hundred downloads and this is as of about two weeks ago. So that's probably, or hopefully increased by, by now. But that's great. 100 downloads is awesome. Um, I also wanted to just share the podcast reaches as far as the West Coast because one of my dear friends and my grad school roommate actually um, heard about it and started listening and um, decided to reach out to me and kind of sent me a a text message and and we talked, you know, kind of like just like we had seen each other yesterday. That's always a great feeling. So I wanted to give her a shout out. She knows who she is. I'm not going to tell you exactly where she's from, just the West, you know, she's out on the West, Western part of the United States. I always find it funny because we went to grad school in Connecticut and whenever I talk to her, she's like, you have such a Southern accent. And she's the second person in probably... Mm, a week or two weeks or in the same week that has said that to me. And so I think that's quite, um, that always makes me laugh because I don't hear it in myself. I mean, unless I'm try, like purposefully trying to say something with the, like being funny as like a Southern accent, I don't hear it, but my family all says that they, they hear it and <laughs> that two more people, um, this week just said, oh, you have such a Southern accent. I'm like, okay. But I wanted to give her a shout out because I think that's that's really fun. Okay. So, th- and thank her very much for listening. Um, okay. Also, I did create a Facebook group page. So, if you're interested in, um, in checking that out, you know, go to Facebook and search for Let's Talk Therapy um, and it should pop up as a group that you can join. Just remember, this is a place for connecting, talking about the podcast. You can definitely mention topics you might want um, discuss, you know, want me to discuss on here. I'm definitely open to that. Be respectful, you know, follow the, the Facebook group rules. Um, if you're trolling or you're just there to be negative, I'm going to block you because there, you know, this is not what Let's Talk Therapy is about. It's, it's about being there, being supportive, um, being positive for one another and, and all the other, you know, everybody who's listening. So, um, I hope you'll check it out. Um, it's, it's bare kind of bare bones right now. I haven't really done a whole lot with it because that's kind of one of the last projects I did before I actually took some time off. So hopefully I will, you know, add some, I don't know. I don't even know what I want to add to it yet. So it's something I'll be, I'll be looking at and hopefully you guys will like that too. All right. So that's, I think the biggest kind of announcements I have. Um, since not being here. Um, So let's get to it. All right. So what I learned last podcast when TJ was here is it's very different and and, uh, the energy, the energy is so very different when you're trying to record something, when you have a guest, than when I'm just here by myself recording. 
And I guess that's probably normal. And probably also the extrovert in me um, definitely, definitely kind of enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed having a guest uh, on the show. So I look forward to bringing more people on, on as guests because it's just, I think it's easier to have a conversation or let people tell their, their stories and then kind of relate it back to, you know, about talking about therapy and stuff like that. So that's exactly what we're going to do today um, during this episode. So recap of what we heard from TJ. Um, he told his compelling and I thought wonderful story about training to be able to run a marathon. And I thought it was just great. All of the, you know, the triumph at the end and then all of the obstacles he talked about and then the best or, or worst, however you want to conceptualize that of when he realized that his, his distance on his phone, on his tracker was off and that he actually had an extra mile, um, you know, after he's already done pretty much all of it. Oh my gosh. But having the perseverance to, to stick it out and, and complete it, I, you know, totally inspired by him. Um, I thought that was just so great. So relating this to therapy, because I know during last podcast, I really kind of wanted to just let him talk and I didn't really want to stop him. I didn't want to interrupt. And I just, you know, wanted as best as I could to just let him tell, tell his story and sometimes that's where you get the, the most meaning is, uh, you know, just allowing somebody to tell their story. So now I'm going to go back and kind of put in my, my two cents. But, um, yeah, so how it definitely connects to therapy. So, so often, I know I said this during um, the podcast last episode, that so often people want the quick fix. You know, they come in and whether it's individual or I, I had said, I see it much more often in, in marriage and in couples therapy where they want a quick fix. And that is just, that just doesn't happen. You know, can you imagine if TJ didn't, he, what he said, he trained six months um, to be able to run the marathon. Can you imagine if he just went out one day and just did it? Like, I can't, I can't imagine doing that. I think I would fall over you know, and I'm sure uh, if somebody tried that, they, they would injure themselves, uh, I would think. I mean, I know there's so much more that goes into it, but he, yeah, took six months. And I, I know he said that, you know, during the time he like his legs started hurting him and he found out that he needed to stretch more and all that. But even taking like the, the week, I think he said it was a week, the week off made him feel like he lost all of his progress towards that goal. Yes. So it's the same kind of thing when you get into therapy, when, when you start working on whatever the difficult thing is that you're working on, when, when you're starting to learn new ways of communicating with people or new behaviors or new coping skills or whatever you're working on in therapy, it is not a quick fix. It is not, oh, now all of a sudden I just learned, you know, good practices for sleep hygiene. And so immediately I'm going to sleep really well the, that night after having that session. That's just not how it happens. I mean, there definitely could be some improvement. I, I won't say that that never happens, but it takes practice. So it takes time to get where you were before you started coming into therapy. So whatever we'll say 
habits you want to change or whatever communication is not working between you and a partner or, you know, um, whatever is contributing to your anxiety or depression. That did not happen overnight. That takes time. And whether you realize that it took time or not, I mean, you may not have realized it. You know, we, we talked about that kind of stuff, even with, you know, when I talked about COVID, you know, sometimes you, you don't even realize and then all of a sudden, oh, now I have symptoms. And, you know, it, it could take like a, a major event to occur where you finally kind of get pushed over the threshold and, and start experiencing things. Yeah, it, t- it took time to get where you are. So it takes time to unlearn maladaptive behaviors. It takes time to unlearn responses to situations that you might get triggered in. And it takes time to learn ways to calm your body and calm your mind when you might be experiencing something like anxiety or panic. Change does not occur overnight. So that is something to keep in mind while you're in therapy. It always, you know, always kind of makes me chuckle to myself when people come in assuming that they're going to be fixed in one session. And I am, I'm blunt with them by now, you know, after doing this for, for so long, I'm usually pretty blunt. I'm just like, it's sorry. <laughs> if you want that quick fix, you're not going to get it here because one, I wouldn't think that that's good quality therapy. You know, like I said, when there could be progress made, but that doesn't mean that it's fixed. Okay. There's also something to realize that while you're in your treatment, there are roadblocks along the way. So just like TJ said, you know, about half, maybe I think he said halfway through when he was training, he's just like, oh, this is so tedious. I don't want to do it anymore. And um, it'd be so easy to just kind of stop and you know, all of those thoughts that kind of go through your head. The same kind of stuff can happen when you're working on your therapy stuff. Because again, don't forget, you're working on hard things. And when you're working on hard things, it's not easy. And that sounds like it should be like, you know, matter of fact and, you know, just obvious, you know, obvious. But no, it's not obvious. Definitely roadblocks along the way where you might feel like, oh my gosh, this, this feels like it's taking forever or shouldn't. I love the, the people, the clients who think, well, shouldn't I be further along than what I am? No, not necessarily. I, I often tell clients, I'm like, your brain will take whatever time it needs to, to heal. And yes, you push a little bit, but you don't push too much too fast because that can lead to relapses and an increase in symptoms or feeling overwhelmed. Um, and that you've done too much too fast. It's the same thing as if you were working out and you hadn't done in a while, done it in a while, and you overexert yourself and pull a muscle. It's the same kind of thing, except think of it as you're kind of pulling a muscle in your brain or pulling your emotional threshold. Maybe that's a good way to say it. So yes, there could be roadblocks along the way. So think of this, maybe you're working or I'm working with somebody who maybe they're dealing with grief. You know, um, there's been a lot, a lot of loss, a lot, a lot of deaths, things like that going on. And maybe somebody had, you know, a, a loved one who, who was battling a major illness, um, a terminal illness, and, and they passed away, um, you know, a couple months ago. And then they're working through, you know, 
grief and, and sadness and, you know, the, the stages of grief and therapy and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, um, somebody else who they're really close to passes away and it, it may be unexpectedly, or maybe they also were sick. It, it doesn't matter, but taking on another similar event can be a roadblock in that person's treatment. Now, hopefully the coping skills that the person has started learning can help with this new loss. It just kind of, again, individual differences. I've talked a lot about individual differences. So, you know, it could become a roadblock. That's all I'm saying, trying to give an example of what a roadblock might look like. So that being said, sometimes clients feel like they've made one step ahead and feel like they've taken two steps back. And it's just, it's just because of life situations or, you know, um, maybe something happened, maybe they're working on communication with the partner and something happened to the partner or in the partner's family. And so, you know, you can't control what goes on with other people. And so, but that can also affect your treatment if you bring it, if that's something you're working on. So it's very common to sometimes feel like that. You might also feel like you're on a plateau, like, okay, I've started making progress. I've started making progress. I'm using my skills. I'm learning new ways to communicate. And you kind of get to, okay, well, I, I feel pretty good, pretty good here, or I feel better, but then it kind of just evens out. You know, it kind of just evens out, and, and your expectation or your goals are, might be higher than where you leveled out. And that can be very, very frustrating. So it's kind of the same, so again, as running. So maybe you're working on, um, you know, your, your split, your mile splits, like the, the time. So maybe you're running like an eight-minute mile or something like that. And you're trying super hard to lower that, even if it's by a few seconds. Grand scheme of things when you're doing distance running is actually quite a long, quite a, a, a achievement. And so um, maybe you're like, oh, my gosh, I, I'm just plateaued at eight minute at an eight minute mile and just can't figure out how to get yourself to lower that. It's kind of the same in therapy. So maybe you started working on great coping skills for, again, whatever you're working on and they they've worked and they have helped. But you're still not, you know, back to maybe what you were pre-morbid that that's a big word that means before you started experiencing symptoms or behavior issues or sleep problems or whatever you're still not quite to where you were beforehand and so you feel like you've hit a plateau and then of course sometimes you just feel like you're not gonna make it and when I say that in this context I mean like oh my gosh this is taking forever I'm just not gonna make it to the finish line um, I have two miles to go um, when it actually should have been only one and I'm just not going to do it. I, I just can't do it. Here are lessons for you to learn. Don't give up. Don't give up because you are making progress. It just might be smaller than what you can actually realize. So don't give up. Give yourself grace. You cannot hold yourself responsible or be harder on yourself for something that you did not know two days ago. I know I've said stuff like that before. So if you didn't know, 
Well, you can learn and you can apply it from now and in your future. So give yourself grace and give yourself patience. It takes time to learn things. Think of this when you learned to write when you were a child in school. You couldn't just write your name magically like, here's a pen, here's a pencil, now write your name. And don't even get me started on cursive. Again, it takes time. You give yourself patience. Practice. Now, I am not, uh, not going to say the whole practice makes perfect because I don't like giving the, the message that you can achieve perfection because I don't think you can. Um, I think it's an unrealistic expectation to think that you can be perfect at something. I, I firmly believe that only God is perfect. Practice what you learn all the time. So think of it. If you went to a gym and you only worked out, you know, your leg muscles like once a month, well, obviously you are not going to get the same results you would get if you worked out your leg muscles every other day or, you know, what would be a, a normal, um, cause I'm not a, a trainer. So, um, whatever the, the actual, um, preferred workout schedule for your legs would be. You understand what I'm saying? So no, you can't try a coping skill and maybe it works. Maybe it helps, you know, for that night and you get some relief or for whatever you're using it for. You can't just forget about it and then, oh, I'll pick it up in in a month. That's not how building skills works. It's kind of like, you know, um, I always tell clients, or they ask, well, how often should I come in? And I usually give them kind of a window and say, well, I usually see people either every week or every other week. And I say once a month, if you're just starting out once a month is not good enough. And I say not good enough because you can't get the kind of work you want to get done if you're only seen every month because it's, it's a catch up. It's, Hey, how was your month? And tell me, you know, it's constantly that kind of a thing instead of really getting to work, you know, really spending the time getting to work on, on skills, you know, monthly appointments, in my opinion, should be kept to where you're actually stepping down and getting ready to start the discharge process and, and, somebody who's getting ready to, to be done with their therapy journey. That's when you should be doing once a month. Give yourself patience. Practice what you've learned. Practice it all the time. Be compliant with your treatment. So that means if your therapist is giving you assignments to do, um, homework assignments to work on things or to complete a worksheet, do your assignments. If there's an issue with doing your assignments, bring that up. Talk to your therapist about it. If there's some reason you don't like doing the assignments or you'd rather do therapy in a different way, bring that up to your therapist. Um, Those are all valid things to talk about. That does not mean you're not being compliant. That means you are working with your therapist to try and figure out what is the best treatment modality for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But once you and your therapist figure that out, be compliant with whatever, whatever you and your therapist are working towards. I've said this before. If you're prescribed medicine, take your medicine the way you're supposed to, the way a doctor has prescribed it. If you're having issues with your medicine, talk to your doctor 
or nurse practitioner, again, whoever is prescribing it, um, to make sure that it is at the right the right therapeutic dose, to make sure there's no side effects. Um, all of that kind of stuff is super important. Because again, if, if your medicine is not working the way it should, that needs to be addressed because that is a roadblock. Another lesson to learn, if you don't use it, you lose it. So I actually think TJ mentioned this too. So when he, he felt sore and, and his leg was cramping up and he wanted to take like a week or two off and then found that once he kind of went back to it, he, he felt just not as strong as he did before. Um, I definitely, I, and then I chimed in. I was like, yeah, well, I, when I couldn't, or I think I did, I at least did this in my head. I was like, yep, you know, when um, COVID hit and all the gyms shut down, going to the gym is kind of part of my stress release. Um, it, it's self-care that I do for myself. Um, I said that so weird. Uh, take that out today. It is my self-care. Um, and so when that was kind of taken away, um, yeah, I can go outside and walk. Um, it, it's just it's not the same for me. It's a mindset thing for me as well. Um, when I can go someplace different, different environment and I can focus on what I'm doing there and I don't have distractions, um, that kind of thing that was, you know, abruptly taken away and and you have to adjust. Well, let me tell you, I didn't, I mean, I went out and walked and stuff, but I certainly didn't do as much as I normally do for a workout when I went to the gym. Well, now that gyms have opened back up, first day that I went back, I was like, yeah, I, I definitely on purpose kind of took my time and, and eased into it because I didn't want to pull a muscle. Just like therapy. Don't just dive into the really super, super hard stuff because again, it could become very overwhelming. And anyhow, so I didn't want to injure myself, but there's a, there's kind of, and it was hard. <laughs> so, so there's a good example of if you don't use it, you lose it. So um, I know or I at least felt like whatever, like muscle mass or, or strength that I had built, you know, up until that point, it was it was hard to get it back. Um, I, I still think I'm working on that. Um, and what I think the gyms have been open for maybe a month now. I don't, I'm not sure. But I keep going. I'm not giving up. There you go. Another lesson, reframe how you define progress. So oftentimes... Um, clients kind of get stuck on looking at their end goal and and that's not necessarily a bad thing you want to keep that in mind because that is what you're working towards but they're they get so stuck they get so hyper focused on um the end goal that they um forget about or maybe just they don't realize all of the little progress little steps of progress that they have made um, along the way to whatever point they're, they're currently sitting at. I think it's, it's fun um, and, and really positive to, to bring that to clients' attention because they usually don't realize it. And I usually say, well, did you think about this, this, and this that you actually have done and how that is progress? And they kind of get a light bulb on. Like you could see the light bulb go off over their head and they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, start to think about the little steps because the little steps mount up and the little steps help you realize I can do this. They, they give you 
that like that push they they kind of give you that instead of oh I'm never gonna it kind of changes how you think about it instead of like oh that goal seems so far off it's oh no wait a minute I did this this and this so I can do this so reframing how you define progress I think that's really important because again those little steps make all the difference in the world they mean so much than just just the end goal and that's how again therapy is not a quick fix it is a marathon not a sprint so um that's about all i have for that um i hope you enjoyed this podcast remember to go and check out the facebook group page Uh, i hope that you guys like it i hope it's a really positive place for you guys to kind of connect over the podcast. I think that's great. Thank you, my college, my grad school roommate for reaching out to me. It was great to talk to you. I don't think I have a Southern accent, but I I thoroughly enjoy hearing when people say that I do. Um, And I'd also want to, um, as we finish up, um, I would like to mention again that, well, I don't know if it's again, but um, this episode is brought to you by Meridium Psychological Services. You all need to know that that is actually my private practice in the Arkansas area, and um, it is actually, I'm using that as a way to, um, to advertise, do education outreach through, through my business. So I just want to be transparent there so that you know where that is coming from. But yes, um, and if you are interested in sponsoring or sponsoring a podcast, it doesn't necessarily have to even be mine, but you would want to contact TJ at Bluestream Media and he can set you up on how to do that. Um, Next time, you guys are going to be like, what? (laughs) Next time, I'm actually going to talk about a video game called The Last of Us Part 2. And I'm sure you're going to be like, what in the world do video games have to do with therapy? Um, So you will have to tune in next time um, to hear about it because while I was on staycation, and and I'll say this again next week, but I am not a big gamer. I'm a fan of Nintendo and like Super Mario Brothers and Metroid. That's what I grew up with. Those are some of my favorite games and that has not changed. So uh, I don't ever really play like the PlayStation, uh, I don't even know, from like one to I think what, five is coming out now? I don't even know. Um, but my husband does play video games. And so, um, yeah, we've been having a lot of actually really great discussions about this game. And so um, how does that relate to therapy? You will find out. So I hope you will tune in next time. Thank you for listening this time. And I hope you all have a great day. Thanks. Thanks.